0: Welcome to the new school of success. I'm Nick Maytash. And I'm Julian Rosen, and we are here to turn the game of success on its head. No more hustle, no more grind.
1: Just the tried and true principles to help you win at life on your own terms.
0: Class is in session. Welcome to the land of the new school, the new rules, all the ways to get success that aren't the things that your grandpa told you. Um, over here on the new school of success, Grandpa chip. chip. That is my co-host Julian Rosen yelling at me across the way here on the digital screen as we are all enjoying digital screens these days and talking amongst them. But neither here nor there, we are here to really just um, deliver some information, deliver some some truth that we have learned through our time as as uh, coaches, but also just going through the path of growth and expansion ourselves. And frankly, before we hit record, we don't know exactly where we're headed with this, but we have a general idea and we're excited to take the ride with you. We want you to hop yeah. on and just trust. And we are going to trust as well that whatever's supposed to come out of this episode is going to come out of this episode. So yeah.
1: as you're listening to this, literally, the, you're, you're getting the ideas that are flowing and the dots are connecting and the, and the weaver is weaving. As you listen to this, we don't have a direction because in life, you're mm-hmm. not always going to know what the hell's going on. So, yeah. but I promise you this. There'll be some massive value today. There'll be some Mm. massive value today. And I got some people on the line who want to call in. We're going to put them on hold until later in the show. But you may even get some guests jumping in here asking questions. Mm -hmm. So Nick and I were batting around a couple ideas. Bing, bong, bat. That's what we were doing. little ping pong paddle ball. Or pickleball, as our friends in Philadelphia like to play. Shout out to you, Philadelphia, and pickleball. So Mm -hmm. it's like ping pong and tennis put together. But uh, neither here nor there. One thing that has become prevalent not prevalent but it's been popping up on the internet sphere and just in the conversational sphere and uh you know what sometimes like nick you were saying like sometimes things pop up and you're like man i wish julian six months ago knew that or i wish nick eight months ago knew that that would be cool and so that That keeps popping up and it's something we've talked a lot about which is cause and effect but like, we're going to juice this up. Cause and effect has hit puberty. He's wearing ripped off muscle tees. Like, we're going to get into steroids. We're going to get into a new level of cause and effect. Because quite frankly, if you've listened to more than two episodes, you're ready for it. Mm-hmm. It's like getting the Burger King crown. Like, it doesn't take much to get it. But you got it. So you're ready. So one thing. One thing that Nick and I talk a lot about is that your inner world builds your outer world. Truth. Do you agree, Hashtag. Nick? I just said
0: truth, yes.
1: Oh, truth, so yeah, great. Yes, I do. I mean, it better be right. I got it tattooed on my hand. So, <laughs> that's gonna be an awkward conversation if it turns out we're all wrong. Uh, but, 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 big old but, when we say your inner world builds your outer world, we literally mean at a quantum level, at an epigenetic level, at an evidence-based psychological level, like your thoughts are creative, energetic, things they emit an energetic wave and because everything that is in reality is an energetic potential wave solidifying into a quantum reality whoa we just got really quantum really quickly real deep yeah Cuts. The, reason, the reason I say all that is just to be like, yeah, your thoughts are things, your thoughts have, have, have energy, your thoughts have vibrations, your attitude has vibrations, your emotional state has a vibration. And that vibration creates this aura around you that literally and figuratively acts as a filter for your experience. It's like putting on different goggles. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, so when we pursue goals or when we want to make changes or when we're like, you know what, it's time for life to change. I'm going to be more positive. I'm going to, I'm going to be more abundant and make more money. I'm going to be, I'm going to be more, I'm going to surrender. I'm going to like, you know, like all these things that are noble and amazing on the journey to the thing. If we're not careful of what our internal state is, as we, pursue the transformation, we can use the rules of cause and effect against ourselves and actually create the opposite of the transformation we are looking to create. And then they label ourselves as losers. That's really what I'm trying to say here. Now, Nick, you know me better than I know me. And I know that, you know, I know you know. So
0: yes, maybe you can explain this in a less rambly way. I'll try to get to a a less rambly way. Basically. Yes. Your thoughts are things Um, they, well, here's the thing. When you get into this journey of trying to transform, grow yourself, get to that abundant place, get to that loving place and all of that, it's all well-intentioned and it's a good start, but your thoughts and your words are not the only thing that are steering the ship. There is an emotional state. There is an energy about you that, and we're not just getting woo-woo here. We're not just saying that like, oh, it feels nice when you're thinking positive thoughts, there and is an electro, There's a it does. There is an electromagnetic magnetic field around you that literally is like a vibe that people pick up on. Your vibration, as those that love the woo woo would talk about, but let's just simplify. Your vibe is something that is emanating from your being. If you are thinking and feeling and and um, really living in the energy field of something that is aligned with what you want, awesome. Then you're going to continue to give off that that vibe and that will lead you to the people that are going to connect you to the places that want you you know get you to where you want to go but so many of us as we and this is myself included and I know julian as well like when you get started you're like okay i just got to think differently i got to think positively so if you're thinking about i want to create abundance but all you're focused on energetically and you're worried about and and fearful of is losing your money that that's a contract that's a contrast that's a contradiction you're literally creating a civil war inside yourself where your brain's like i'm going to think about all this money and my heart my soul is just like, but I'm never going to have enough. And this little internal war that we have between energy and our thought, it can be a bit of a mind F because you think that you're moving through to the other side of what you have been trying to conquer. But if you're living in an energetic and emotional state of fear or scarcity or something that is contradicting the place that you want to go, you're just going to spin your wheels and you're going to get more and more frustrated. And like Julian said, feel like a loser and us as coaches, that's, you know, we don't want that. We want you to one, feel like a a winner. We want you to feel like you're moving in the right direction, but also create the tangible results that you have attached to whatever you, you want to create in this life. But it's, it's really about cleaning up that contradiction, cleaning up how your energy is compared to what you're thinking about and what you're feeling like. You could say you want to stack cash all day long, but if you look at someone else that has success or someone else that is is making money and you have any kind of um you know frustration, like they're they're doing it like comparison, that energy of um, "I can't get to where they are." you feel separated from that life, that energy and that belief of you know not matching up with someone that is successful, you're going to keep kind of kicking yourself in your own ass. So it's, that's what we want to talk about today is how to clean up that, that match between or contradiction between, I should say, your energy, the state that you're actually putting out into the world, not with your words, not with how you're saying things and, and moving through it, but what you are emanating from your person, from your body, how to clean that up versus what you're thinking about so that they match and can actually move you towards what you want rather than continue to kind of punch each other in the face. I think that, how, how did I do?
1: I mean, equally as rambly, but I think some more gems of truth got out there. More
0: astute? Okay.
1: Truly astute. So I'm not actually sure what astute means. Um, But here's what I'll say. Levels of consciousness cannot create opposite circumstantial realities. So someone operating from a place of scarcity cannot experience the circumstantial equivalent of Free and easy flowing abundance. Um, have you ever heard of the broken window effect?
0: I I have not. Tell me about the broken window effect. I'd love to know. Cool.
1: So it's it's highlighted in Malcolm Gladwell's Tipping Point. Pretty cool <laughs> sociological study. But um, basically, like you go to these these neighborhoods uh, that are stricken with poverty, not a lot of you know opportunity, like and they did a study where, you know, they they observed this building for three weeks that was run down and had broken windows and they called it malcontent. Like it it would attract uh, 'er ne'er-do-wellers, drug use, crime happened around that building. Um, The crime rate within a hundred foot radius of that building. Like they, they measured these things and then they went in they didn't, you know, same building, same location, and they just fixed all the broken windows and cleaned the graffiti off of it. And for the next, I don't know if it was 21 days, I forget the period, but just by that, right, just by changing the, by putting positive, constructive energy into the building, mm-hmm. fixing the windows, giving it some tender love and care, cleaning off the uh, cleaning off the thing. Like they didn't, like I said, they didn't um, make people leave. They didn't shoo out the drug dealers. Like literally all they did was, Show some love for the building. Crime went down. The malcontent, which I think it's kind of fucked up to call to call humans malcontent. But, um, yeah, the amount of crime incidents within a 100-foot radius of the building changed simply because the energetic level, the level of energy emanating from the building changed when the people invested Yeah, they gave some love. They gave some time. They gave some constructive energy. They put some money into it. And money is just, remember, money is just value. That's all. Money is the symbol of value. Value is the symbol of positive, appreciative energy. That's all it is. So, any hoot. When you can actually, and this is all tangible, this is all measurable, when you can change the energetic level of something, the the resonant field of that thing, the oscillation of the thing, the the the, the, the corresponding circumstances change. The corresponding circumstances change. And so, Nicholas, look at your life. Julian, look at my life. Cool, did it. When I look at my upswing, my arc, whoop, and your upswing and your arc, whoop, like circumstantially things change. And from the outsider, they're like, "Oh, look!" They grew their coaching businesses. Look, they're 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 really becoming authorities in this field. Oh, look! He has a happy, healthy family. Oh, look!
0: Oh, no. oh look! Oh, look, he's got two beautiful dogs and a beautiful wife. They go paddle boarding all the time. Yeah.
1: And so from the outside, it's like, oh, must be nice. But like, literally, it's just as our levels of consciousness have increased, just by default, the circumstantial reality that we call life has to increase in vibrational quality to match our level of consciousness. Like, it's just how it goes. And that's why, man, that conversation with Nicky Nictillia was so great because he said the, and it just stuck out to me because I'm like, dude, Makes sense. He said the quickest and most effective way to get what you want is a change in consciousness. Right. Yeah. And boy, oh boy, ain't that the truth. And I think at its that's core, I think at its core, that is the essence of the new school of success,
0: consciousness, a change in consciousness. Right. That's what we're here for, man. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Just, it is what we're here for. You already for. knew. It is what we're here for. So that's boy, oh boy. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh. So, in terms of like, just to spin this a little bit towards the people that that might be a little bit lost amidst all the the free flowing Julian content just now. Okay. I love the broken lost after that. I don't know. I'm just teasing. Sorry. But the broken window effect. I love that because. All right. Let's let's parallel this to the human being that is listening to this. Like we're we're trying to repair some windows for you. We're trying to you know pour some love into you so that you understand. That by not by fixing your windows and like literally changing your physical person, but pouring love into your consciousness and saying that it's possible for you uh, to kind of fix up those parts of you that feel a little bit broken, even though they're not. That's just a lie that you've been telling yourself for a long time. But if you can show a little love to the part of you that maybe doesn't feel worthy or if you can show some love to yourself uh, in terms of the, the physical presence that you have that maybe you don't feel like you're in the best shape or whatever, like healing that part of you, fixing those broken windows within you is the thing. And it, it, for a lot of us that are obsessed with surface level things and tangible things, this doesn't feel like the fastest way, but true to Nick Tilia's point from an earlier episode, it is the fastest way. Because to the broken window thing. If they would have just increased the amount of police presence or whatever, tried to change the circumstances rather than showing love to the building, there might've been some differences uh, in the, the short term, but long term, likely not the, the effects that, that we're looking for in terms of that causation of changing the building and making it safer. So like for you guys that are listening to this and thinking I wanna make more money or I wanna you know, find my, my perfect uh, partner or I wanna build a business, like all of the things that are tangible to you are going to be easily, more easily accomplished and, and uh, gotten to by raising your consciousness and fixing those broken windows within you. The parts that again, you feel broken, but you are not just healing up some of the worthiness, the, the fact that you deserve whatever you want and you can go get it. The fact that you are the same as everyone else and we are all one and we're really just sharing this energy. And the more that you step up into your power, the more you can bring uh, tangibly in your direction by not playing small and shying away. Like if we can just fix those levels of consciousness, not fix, raise those levels of consciousness these circumstances will start to line up for you but if you are staying at the same level of consciousness and trying to hustle through all of the circumstantial stuff if you're trying to work longer work harder um post 18 times on social media uh, send 14 emails a week whatever you think the action is that's required inside your business if that's where you're living but living or but staying at the same level of consciousness being the same person that you were without addressing those, those pieces of you that need to be healed up a little bit. um, It's going to be a long road of frustrated action that you're taking. So it might seem like you're taking a detour to go down this consciousness path for those that might not be interested in that conversation. But if you're here, I'm sure that you are. It's really the quickest and most effective way. And it doesn't have to be a, a long drawn out battle with you and the past consciousness that you're trying to rise up from. It can just be a new decision, a new openness and willingness to see something a little bit differently and trusting in that moving in that direction. I think a lot of us get caught up in like, I have to fix myself. That sounds like a lot of work. Like, yeah, it, it takes some time and it takes some love and it takes some, you know, TLC, but it's going to be far more effective and take far less time to address those things and dig into who you are than try to just, keep mixing up and mashing up whatever's out in front of you and and moving in that direction. So I've rambled. You've stared at me. I don't know if you've even frozen. You've been so still over there, but (laughs) Julian, what, what say you, what, how can we, let me ask this, how can we give them not even the tangible taco takeaway yet? We're not there yet, but like, what are some things that we can start to think about and address in terms of raising our consciousness? It might still feel like a, a very high up, thing that we can't reach just yet. So what are some things we can bring down for the people
1: Bring down a cool street view? So we can really dance with this thing. So most of us, we embark on a journey to change something visible, tangible on the level of effect. So, we want to, we want to make more money. We want to get in shape. We want to improve the quality of our relationships. We want to move somewhere. We want to start a business. Right? It's um. What we got there? It just looks like white. But uh. So, but we most goals we start out. We want to change something out there on the outside. Something that we and other people can see, touch, feel, and measure. Right? Yeah. Okay. Where does that come from? Where do those things? come from. And where they come from is they are the sum accumulation of our decisions, our actions, our habits, the quality and consistency of our actions, how we construct energy. Can we agree, right? The results fairy, this doesn't be like, you get good stuff, you get bad stuff, you can suck it, you get lucky hot, like that's just not how it works.
0: And if that's your perception, please <laughs> pause and rewind and go back to episode one for us and listen yeah. to all of it. Cause I promise you, we, we need to rewire some stuff for you, but yes, it, nobody's out to get you here. All right. Nobody,
1: right. So when we look at the things we want to change, the visible measurable things that we and other people can see touch, feel, measure, right? Where do those come from? Okay. Those are built by how we use our energy, how we use our energy. Where do our actions, our habits, our decisions, and the quality and consistency of those decisions come from? Well, let's go one level deeper. Those stem from, those are an extension of, those are heavily influenced by our emotional state, the stories we tell ourselves, what we expect, the beliefs that are operating at a conscious and unconscious level, and the emotional energetic state that all of that combined creates. So it's like if you can peel back the layers excuse me if you can peel back the layers you can see that okay if we want to change this thing all the way over here and people listening can't see me and i'm sorry because i'm moving my hands if we want to change the visible outside tangible things and those are an extension of the use of our energy our actions our habits our decisions but those are actually an extension of our emotional state our internal state our stories our feelings our beliefs at a conscious and unconscious level if you want to change the effect, you have to change the cost. If you want to change the outcome, you want to change the input. If you want to change the recipe, you change the ingredients, right? The mozzarella. So it's like don't like so many people make this mistake of they're like, okay, I want to change the thing on the outside, the tangible external thing. Okay, here comes sheer willpower. Here comes sheer force. I'm gonna punch the world in the face. I'm oh, make actually, it give me what I want. So here's why it doesn't work. I need you to just go on a rant for like three seconds because I'm going to grab a Thomas Trower book because there's a quote about willpower that just really gets me in my John John Silvers. So just
0: Mm. elaborate
1: on what I said for like two seconds.
0: I I shall, I shall. Yes, when you have... All of us are trying... That was a quick one. Uh, When we are (laughs) trying to change what's outside by changing, uh, rearranging the stuff on the outside, like that is trying to... you use the pizza analogy a lot. So let's let's lean on that. If you made a pizza out of shitty ingredients, if you used Kraft singles instead of mozzarella cheese, if you used um, peanut butter, if you used uh, like a random nasty ass vegetable and mixed it all together and you tried to make a pizza when it's done, it's going to suck. But if you are circumstantially saying, well, this sucks, I'm not going to remake the pizza and give it new ingredients i'm just going to rearrange the peanut butter and the nasty vegetable and the the craft singles and that's going to make it a better pizza you're going to be sadly mistaken because it still came from the same ingredients so what we're trying to communicate to you here is the input must change first for the output to change second. And so many of us are obsessed with the output that we don't even go back a few steps and think about what was that input? What was that thing that I should have chosen in the beginning? What thought should I have thought differently? What belief should I have leaned on more heavily? What uh, what perception should I have opened myself up to rather than just continuing to hammer myself into this wall and try to get it to fall? It's just, um, it's really, it takes some, It takes a conscious effort of just taking a breath, taking a few steps back and saying, where did this come from? Where did this output, this circumstance I see in front of me, where did it come from? And how did I have something to do with it? And what ingredients in that can you change? Oftentimes, this is, again, going to be an energetic thing. It's going to be a thought. It's going to be an emotion. It's going to be um, a belief. What are you thinking about every day? Are you thinking about the news and how scary it is in the world? Or are you thinking about all the opportunity that's out there? What beliefs do you have? Do you believe that you are separate from wealth? Do you believe that you are going to be poor for the rest of your life? Do you believe that you don't get to have what you want? That's not a good place to start from. So you have to shift that. You have to be open to something else. What are your perceptions like? If your perceptions are that of something that's going to keep you stuck and keep you avoiding the actual lane you need to be in, you need to shift your perceptions. And again, it's, for for someone that's listening to this, that's new to this idea of the energetic work, it it might feel like the wrong place to start. But again, going back to the pizza example, if the pizza's done and you've already baked it, it's been in the oven. But the ingredients suck. Rearranging the ingredients is not going to make it a better pizza. You have to change the ingredients, what you put into that pizza. Nobody is going to tell you that your peanut butter, nasty vegetable, craft uh, single pizza. By rearranging those ingredients, it's going to taste any better. You have to go back and try some mozzarella. So changing the, changing the input will always shift the output. It's just a matter of can you, with a conscious effort, possibly having a coach on your side to help, you not, or to help you see the blind spots that you can't see, get back to the place where it began, what inputs you had, and start shifting those around and give it some time and the outputs will change as well. Have you found the quote now that I've rambled for a bit?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so, for anybody unfamiliar yeah. with Thomas Troward, but he's a bit verby, a little wordy. But, a little wordy. But if you can pierce through his British nonsensicalness, are we sure he's British?
0: Are we positive about that?
1: He's British. He's British. Okay. So he's cool. from Britain. Cool. He's from England, but he lived in India as a judge during colonial times. Hmm. So, are you ready for this, everybody? I am. No doubt. No doubt, intense willpower can evolve certain external results, but like all other methods of compulsion, it lacks the permanency of natural growth. The appearances, forms, and conditions produced by mere intensity of willpower will only hang together so long as the compelling force continues, but let it be exhausted or withdrawn, and the elements thus forced into unnatural combination will at once fly back to their proper affinities.
0: Woo! So, okay, I love—I mean, I love it—and I'm—I'm—I'm I'm deconstructing in my mind. But do you have a simpler way of saying what you have just read?
1: Yeah. So basically, we talk about this all the time. When there, when something in your life requires a lot of force, it's probably not aligned with you. It's probably not in your lane. It's probably not aligned with your greatest good. You're probably pursuing something. That you were conditioned to want and need for validation, but doesn't really serve you, right? So a lot of us, so basically what Thomas Troward's saying is like, I picture some dude like juggling really heavy shit that he doesn't want to be juggling, right? He's using willpower. He's like, ah, look at all this cool stuff I'm juggling. But the second he's like, oh. I need just a a break for a second. I just need a break for one second. Boom. The things that required precise concentration and the full exertion of his forceful effort, the second he withdrew those things, it all comes crashing down. And so, so many of us, let's take the fitness example, right? If you are just trying to use sheer force to change your body, to change your physical fitness and your physique, but you never, at a cause level, like we're talking about the internal stories, the beliefs, the expectations and the feelings, if we never change those, you never change how you feel. Maybe at a deep level you don't feel worthy of doing what it takes to have that physique. Maybe at an unconscious level, you know, you're using food as a shield, as a numbing device or whatever, right? Like if you don't change your subconscious identity and you just use sheer force, to change your habits momentarily, to force yourself to go to the gym, right? Like you will notice a little bit of change, right? And you see this all the time with people who like, all right, I'm going on vacation in two months, I'm going to the Bahamas, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and then they go on their trip and just like, shit falls apart, right? They look good for a couple of days in their bathing suit and then boom, like they come back and they're like, ooh, what happened? Right? As
0: that soon as you shit, take your foot off the gas, it's yeah, gonna fall apart. So if yeah. you're relying on sheer force and you can't continue the sheer force because none of us can, nobody's got yeah, that, that kind of adrenaline that they can run on forever. So you, you create what you come from. If you, if you have come from this place of thinking that you have to just keep like a battering ram, go after it 80 the hours. a battering week, and ram, that, that, Like if that's where you came from, eventually you're going to tire yourself out and you're going to have to stop that mode of operation. And when that stops, like the the results that have been fruitful from your energy that you put into it they're also going to wither away and, and not be there anymore so you have to choose the right energy from the get-go knowing that yeah there's going to be work involved we're not saying that you just sit back and meditate on a pillow and think good thoughts you will have to do something with your physical body duh but if you're doing if you're using just that willpower to just again go hard all the time and that got you the results you're loop of belief is I have to keep doing this. I have to keep working this hard for that to happen and you'll never be able to slow down. And if you do slow down, if that's the belief that's been linked in your mind, all the stuff that's come from it will go away. So you have to start from a different place, which would not be sheer willpower. So what's the alternative, Julian? The what alternative, do we do?
1: The alternative is what we talk about in every episode, which is a deep reconstruction of how you fundamentally see yourself, which means stripping away the things that never should have been there in the first place, in particular, the limiting things, the unworthiness things, the things that, basically the stories that drive us to seek validation, the stories that drive us to view a piece of ourselves as unworthy, therefore that thing needs to be hidden and covered up with achievement or whatever, right? Like the beautiful part of transformation, I was actually, I have a client of mine, Mike Shabu. Great dude. Mike, yes, gonna, great dude. He's going to change a lot of lives. Dude is a very powerful guy. Um, he's becoming a coach. We're we're structuring his coaching business, getting ready to go, getting his methodology, his system, his vehicle, his message, all this stuff. And like his biggest holdup. And Mike, if you're listening, listen to how silly you sound, you silly Billy. But he was like, I just, I just, I just, how do you transform someone? I don't know. And I was like, Yes, you do how we all go about it in our own ways is a little separate and that's what it makes it the pizza spicy. But like transformation is really like, you first need to understand where are the false limitations that you are holding onto really tightly? Where are they?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes finding out exactly where they came from is helpful. Sometimes you don't need to know where they came from. You just need to know that they're there and they're not real. Right. Cause it's really like, what do you want? Why don't you have what you want in the, why don't you have what you want is the story is the limiting pattern is the, is the belief, the obstacle or the things manifesting as obstacles that are really an extension of a belief or thought process or a level of consciousness. So it's like transformation is really getting clear on like really opening the hood and being like, how do you truly think about yourself? Yeah. How do you feel about yourself because your subconscious communicates with feelings. So sometimes you're like, I think I'm awesome, Nick. I think I'm the bee's knees. But if inside you have a feeling in your chest or your stomach or your solar plexus or whatever that says otherwise, it's that deep subconscious feeling that is going to win every single time <laughs> until you change it. Every single time until you change it.
0: Correct. It's the elephant versus the rider. Your conscious mind is the rider. Elephant is your subconscious. It's a powerful dude. And uh, yeah, you can command it in that moment, but the elephant, obviously, bigger, stronger, more powerful. It's just a matter of kind of communicating in a loving way to the subconscious, allowing it to uh, open up and really be hurt, no, allowing it to hear you in, in a way through meditation, through having coaching that can reflect back to you the things that are coming up in terms of your limitations and, and otherwise that you can finally steer the elephant where you want it to go. But it takes some time and some conscious communication to your subconscious and allowing it to hear it over and over again. That's why things like affirmations and meditations and things that will <laughs> just repeat the process of your new story to yourself. Um, it gives you the opportunity to start seeing things differently. And yeah, it, it takes some opening the hood. It takes some uh, some courage to, to lean into the things that you've been ignoring for a long time. Um, I mean, I catch myself in little moments like that still. It's like, oh, that's a thing for me. Huh? Okay. I guess I'm gonna have to work on that. And it's, it's humbling, but you can always understand that with neuroplasticity and and all the stuff that we've talked about in this podcast, you're not stuck as that person. Your, your thoughts that you've been thinking for a long time, they're just a thought and you can entertain a different one today. It doesn't have to change. You know, it doesn't have to take a ton of time it's just a matter of seeing it catching it having the awareness that this is who i am or who i thought i've been and choosing something new and leaning into that full force being open to that being the truth instead of what you thought was the truth and i mean really cool things happen once you actually open up the hood and do that but it it takes i don't know took took me a while to actually realize that was the thing i don't know how about you
1: no dude and it's always a thing right? It's always the thing where it's all about evolving the relationship, right? Like your subconscious is going to, it doesn't communicate with words like, Hey Nicholas, you're a piece of loser shit. Right. But like, it's not going to say that to you, but you'll get this feeling of who am I to say clearly confidently and without any icky hooky bookie, this is what it costs to work with me for a while. We both struggled with that. Why? Because of a feeling, where did the feeling come from? Subconscious communication but, 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 the more conscious you are, because the subconscious is the unconscious. The unconscious only runs when we are not conscious, when we are not fully here. So, if you could envision a uh, chart with a line, right? Like chart line. The
0: line going up or down?
1: The line is going graphed like a up into the. From left to right, okay. Linear up.
0: Okay. Yes. Positive right. slope, I see.
1: Positive slope for all you slopers out there. So the more, right, the more time we spend in consciousness, the less time we spend under the influence of an old unconscious identity. And those things die off. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's simple neuroplasticity, right? Like the more conscious you are, the less your subconscious patterns run. Atrophy. Something your brain stops using, it will eventually let it go because, you know, real estate is really nice up there. It's really important. It's really valuable. So your brain's like, wait, if we don't use this anymore, if we're not this anymore, why should I hold on to it? And then those neural pathways and those little synapses, and energy molecule maker shakers all go, ooh, well, we're here and we're present and we're grateful more often. Like, let's, let's strengthen those components of our brain. Let's, let's- yeah.
0: That seems to be where the attention is. So let's flow our energy that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so like, again, like before and after pictures of your brain, like if you start doing this stuff, you start working with a coach, you start embodying a daily routine that embodies these things. And these frameworks, like you become a new brain. And because your life is really just your brain solidified, right? Because we talked about it. It's your energy. It's how you use your energy and how you use your energy is based on the energy flowing through your mind and your body, which is thoughts, stories, emotions, feelings, change your brain, change your life.
0: Boom. That should be a t-shirt. Probably is a t-shirt. I would say. Would you, would you not? Do you think that's a t-shirt? It's probably a t-shirt.
1: It is a t-shirt. It is a t-shirt. Do you
0: own that t-shirt? No. No. Okay. Yeah,
1: well, but, but for another day. Maybe that's a mug.
0: Could be a mug. Hmm. Yeah. Change your brain, change your life. If it were that, boom, I mean, bro- <laughs> boom, roasted. <laughs> Oh, another okay. thing I wanted to, something I wanted to also add to that is the the thoughts and the patterns that you've had for a long time, think of it as like a muscle, like it's beefy, it's beefy. But if you just put it down and stop using it, I don't know what's cutting in and cutting out right now, if it's you or me, but we're going to keep rocking. Um, but it's, so let's just think of this as a muscle. You've been working this muscle for decades and decades and decades. Um, it is beefy and you can just put that weight down, you can put that exercise down, you can stop bench pressing to the tune of I am unworthy or I am, I am less than or I am scarce or I am fearful, like all of those stories, they might have some momentum going but as soon as you stop thinking that way and think their opposite, think that I am loving or I am uh, worthy and I am deserving, all of that stuff, if you move in the opposite direction slowly but surely that beefy muscle that you thought was the only way to go, beefy, yeah. beefy ends up being the thing that just falls off. Like Most of us have experienced probably in some way during this whole COVID thing that when you stop going to the gym and lifting heavy weights in a a legitimate way, some things will start to atrophy. And yeah, you can still exercise and all of that, but you're losing the bulk of what you've put on when you were at the, the gym. Same idea when you walk away from those ideas, beliefs, the things that have been hardwired in your mind, as soon as you stop entertaining them from a consciousness place and move in the opposite direction, they will weaken and they will fall away. And then like Julian said, they'll reconnect that energy that you've been using on this other thing, will reconnect and find more uh, effectiveness and usefulness with the opposite thought. So change your brain, change your life, raise your consciousness, get more cash, right? Yeah. And anything else really, any any circumstance that you're trying to create more of or or a more positive experience with, it requires a, a shift in consciousness.
1: Yeah, and the last thing I'll say. Last thing I'll say.
0: The, the last yeah. thing. Okay.
1: The last thing I'll say. Picture this. You okay. are like a light ball. Eh, nah. Ditch that. Here's the thing. Stupid. You're, you're in fucking. <laughs> Idiot. Gosh. Um, you're, you're. You are impressing energy out into your environment. But your environment is also impressing energy back onto you. So. Just a call to action. If you're like, okay, I'm going to listen to what these guys are saying, and I'm going to do it. And a couple weeks go by, and a couple months go by, you're like, dude, nothing changed. Well, it's also important to understand, like, you are a center of energy and power that are, like, things are emanating from your being, like Nick was saying. But also, who you surround yourself with. The places you go. We talked about the window effect, like even the buildings themselves, the places that you go to have their own energetic frequency. Um So you are emitting energy, but your environment is also, it's a two way street. You're also receiving and, and being impressed upon in an energetic way. So this is why coaching is so fucking important. Not because Nick and I need your sweet dollar bills. We're doing just fine. But it's about you and it's about the world that you ultimately want to create shifts in. It's your circumstantial reality that you want to change. And so when you are doing the work every day, reading the books, listening to the podcast, going to the gym, but you are going to places that are impressing, limiting energy upon you or you're talking to people and you're talking about topics or even just sitting near people who are talking about topics and you're just secondhand smoking that shit. Like it all has an imprint on you. And so if you need help, like you weren't put here to do it alone. You weren't put here to do this alone. That's why, what's the quote? The iron sharpens the iron. Like one of my favorite quotes ever. Like why go it alone? Why go it alone? Like you can play this game big. Well, it costs dollars. Well, yeah, no shit. But Are those dollars better used sitting in an account somewhere giving you the false feeling of security when in reality you are your false or your, your real sense of security. Like what we mean to say is getting a heavy dose of higher consciousness on a daily, weekly basis is the difference maker. It has been for me. I think it has been for Nicholas. It has that's been right. for the clients we've worked with. Like it just is. So whether it's us or whether it's, you know, somewhere local in person, scratch that, you can't do that for a while. Just do it with us then we're digital. But, um, but yeah, like that's also why coaching is so important. Just the law of averages, you can leverage it for you or you can let it run on autopilot against you. But again, you're here for one life. Is that what you really want to do? The answer? Nay
0: oh, oh, we don't want to go it alone. And to, to come back to that point, going it alone feels like the the practical answer. You think that books and podcasts and all of the stuff that you can get at a low cost and or for free, it's like, oh, this is good enough. This is good enough. And yes, we're, we're pouring some energy into you. We're giving you some information, but that Energetic balance that we're talking about like Julian and I aren't looking you in the eyes and we're not talking specifically to your Wants needs desires your beliefs that are getting in your way. So we we aren't Impressing enough positivity in your life that it's going to make that much of a difference having a coach in front of you though That allows you to see who you have been and how you want to change and all of the positive stuff that you want to have in that relationship um, it's going to ten x the the feeling that you're getting from the books and the podcast and everything else because it's specific to you and you're working through it in a in a very intimate and tangible way. And it's just gonna be yeah, I know that the free stuff, the the cheaper stuff feels like the right the the more correct option. But if you can just shift your perception about what it looks like to invest in yourself in that way, you will find that on the other end of that, the return on that investment is much, much greater than what you'd put into the game at all. So, that's my, my uh, promotion for coaching. You've said a bit about coaching. Get yourself a coach, friends. Get yourself some guidance that will raise your energy and allow you to pull yourself up from a place that maybe you're energetically not bringing the heat um, and allow your circumstances then to change as well. You got anything else for the good people? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. All right, friends. Thanks for joining us here on another episode of the new School of Success. We'll catch you next time. Ring that?
1: Yeah. Bell.